just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Welcome back. Yeah, how you been? Fantastic, how are you? Oh, not too bad, you know, living the dream, working hard. You're, uh, are you working to live or living to work? Yes. <laughs> I work to live, I'm not, uh, I'm not the type to work the 60, 70 hours a week. Used to be, but the older I get, the more I realize that you can't really spend the money if you're always working, and you can't earn money if you're not working, so... Ah, I can be both. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're back. Another episode for you guys this week. Just kind of another random shooting from the hip, but we, well, at least I really wanted to talk about the Andor series coming out here soon. And I know, I know Philip probably has some things he wants to say about it now, too. Oh, I always have things to say. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. But I just, I, I'm super excited because... For one, in the trailers, I counted at least five different planets. You know, Obi-Wan had a couple of newer planets as well, but we're actually going to see what the early days in the Empire was like. And that makes me excited because that means that they're branching out. Not only was it done by the same people who directed and produced Rogue One, which was an amazing movie for Disney. I'm not going to lie. Rogue One was my favorite of all the Disney movies that have come out. Fair enough. So not only good movie. Not only were they in charge of directing this show, but I'm finally going to get to see a different planet besides the ones we see in every single movie. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I could do with a revisit to Naboo. Well, I mean, there's a couple that it would be nostalgic to visit, but I'm just speaking as a whole. I feel like there's finally places that we're going to see that that's new. Yeah. All the same old planets. Tatooine gets old. Coruscant yeah, gets old. Hoth gets old. What's that? What's that other one that they're always showing? Um, Alderaan. Alderaan gets old. You know. But it's it's finally getting to see new planets that I'm really excited about. I'm okay with seeing the old planets, but I would like them to expand it, not just have those planets. Yeah. I I mean we have a lot of planets, you know. Kuat, Moncala, um, there's several that I can think of just off the top of my head that I would love to see. Manan. Eh, <laughs> take it or leave it. Really? Dude, Manan is... It's a... an ocean world. Like, Yeah, but how many other ocean worlds have we seen besides Kamino? On I mean, film, in screen, it's a not ball a video of water. It's basically... It's, it's an underwater system, though. Camino, Moncala. We see Moncala in the show. And then there's the one in the Mandalorian series that we saw. I don't know what I don't I think that was Moncala that he brought that amphibian creature to. I don't remember. It might have been. But No, I'm just excited to finally see different planets and if they revisit the old ones, which obviously they will because I saw the Imperial Senate. I guess well, I mean, you're going to have to, from what the trailers make it seem like, you're going to have to show the Senate and the Imperial Palace and some of that stuff. That stuff we've never seen. But we've seen the Senate a whole bunch. Not the Imperial Senate. It's the same building. It's the same building, but the semantics are different. Yeah, there's a Nazi in charge. I get it. Is Palpatine going to be in this series? Is Starkiller going to be in not. this series? I kind of hope so. <laughs> I was going to say. Palpatine, I hope not. I mean, Starkiller founded the Rebellion. I think the idea of this is it's a TV show not based on the Jedi, but rather kind of angled towards the normal, average, everyday. I think it's about the further expansion of the Empire after the, the Galactic Civil War. But I would say it looks like it's geared Republic. towards the stories as told by people who are not Force wielders. Like, and I mean, it's called Andor. It's right. Gonna, it's, it's his story, which I'm super stoked about because I really well, like it. We don't know that one. yet. Well, why else would they call it Andor if it wasn't going to be about him? Because Disney and the left loves to wear skin suits of things you like. <laughs> you mean like The Rise of Skywalker? And he wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I can go on for days like no, this. No, we're going to talk about Andor. We, we can talk about... We'll we save the last about, 10 minutes for that. We can talk about <laughs> Captain Marvel, where, you know, wearing a skin suit on that one. We can talk about... She-Hulk. The last three <laughs> Star Wars movies where they wore skin suits on that. We can oh. talk about She-Hulk where they're wearing a skin suit on that. We'll stick with Andor. <laughs> We'll get into that the last ten minutes. I'll I'll let you go. In <laughs> <laughs> but the Imperial Senate, though, we we've never seen the Imperial Senate in action. I, yeah, it's this. It's Coruscant, and it's yeah, the Chambers, have. and we haven't. Yeah, we have. Movie five and six were all about the Imperial Senate. We I am the Senate. Did you not did. listen to the man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, everywhere he goes, I, I get it, every scene Palpatine's in, there's the Senate, but... Come on, that was a good joke. <laughs> that was a good... <coughs> All jokes aside, I'm talking about the semantics and the delegations of the Imperial Senate. We finally get to see them gawk and chirp at each other. Yeah, and, and it looks like there will be some of that. Um, I see a ridiculous amount of potential. And that both excites me and terrifies me because it's either the potential to do something really amazing or the potential to stub their toes once again. We've been saying that about every prospect of Star Wars this year. Absolutely. And until Disney proves me wrong by <coughs> making the EU canon and getting rid of that garbage of a trilogy, I'm going to have to be very, very careful about what I trust. Well, that trilogy's not going anywhere, unfortunately. They can decanonize it's, everything else. It, they can decanonize that. They can, but it's the fans who are deciding to bury that hatchet. Okay, The fans are the ones deciding to close the lid on the dumpster fire. And I will not trust Disney until they do what the fans want. They are by giving us Obi-Wan, Andor, and Book of Boba Fett. They're, they're not, finally they're realizing it. Of, they're not getting rid of the trilogy. It's not getting rid of it. The fans want to see what the fans want to see. It's not necessarily the fans want stuff to go away. They want to see what they want to see. That's well, how they spend money. You can't spend money on getting rid of stuff. That That's not beneficial for anybody. Well, and Disney's proving they don't want to touch anything post 4, 5, and 6 because they kind of screwed that up when they did. Well, because they don't understand that if they, if they truly understood that getting into those realms of things would actually bring them more revenue and more fans. If they did it well. If they, Oh, yes, but I'm just... The, the, the idea of it is what draws the fans. They already screwed it up. They tried. They had their chance. I'm excited because there is a lot of potential. I'm just worried that maybe the potential will be wasted on pandering. Well, we saw Phase 2 clone troopers in the Andor trailer. Okay, so they're, they're era appropriate. Yes, the ships. The ships were they're starting interesting. To, they're starting to phase out of clone trooper ships and moving into Imperial ships. That's yes, that was interesting. I, I liked. Mon Mothma and Gar. Yes. Gar funded the rebellion and Mon Mothma was the head in the Senate for it, along with Bail Organa. We got to see those two. I remember a really compelling trailer where you saw Luke and Leia. And then they wore them as skin suits. <laughs> Here we go again. I, I'm just throwing it out there. You have to be really careful with Disney because Disney is a... a it's like taking dr a drink out of a nuclear reactor. You know, you're, you're probably fine on most of it. There's no contamination in most of it. Just make, sure you, don't get a, just make sure you don't get a cup from the wrong spot, you know? Yeah. <sighs> No, with Disney, it's more like the Last Crusade of Indiana Jones. Choose your choose your chalice wisely. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, you have chosen they poorly. Are, they are slowly allowing me to have some faith in them. Yes. I, I'm not as worried as I was when they first announced The Mandalorian or when they first announced uh, Obi-Wan. Or Boba Fett. I, yeah. I, know you, I know you weren't a huge fan, but just lore aside, Boba Fett himself. Yeah, I was very nervous when they released all of those, and I'm slowly getting to the point where I'm I'm not as nervous that they'll botch it entirely. So seeing this, these two trailers, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to see the fomentation of a rebellion, the... 
the birth of the rebellion. And I think that's something we need to go into because what is Disney going to consider the birth of the rebellion? Well, if they don't consider Starkiller canon, then that's maybe, maybe this, I don't know, but maybe this story is going to divulge that information. Was it just Bail Organa, Mon Mothma, and Gar who formed the rebellion? Or is Starkiller going to be in the show or briefly? Gonna, or are they going to replace Starkiller with Ahsoka? No, hold on. There have been rumors of Starkiller becoming canon again. I've yeah. seen a, I've I've seen and read a lot of content within the last six months. I saw a lot of rumors six months before the first of the trilogy came out that okay. they were going to follow Lucas's dream. Rumors, whether true or false, can often be revealing. That's what I love about rumors. Okay, so even though those rumors turned out to be false, they still revealed a lot of information and in the in, the intentions of the drive for the films and shows. So even if the rumors are false of Star Killer coming into the show. It's still the prospect. It's it's the potential of it. And I'm excited because if he's in there, even for a brief second, we don't have to see him as his overpowered self. You know, I mean, it would really be cool to show him ripping out a Star Destroyer from the sky. But if he's I would just love in it for a to second. S- I would love to see your face when it turns out that they just copy-pasted Ahsoka Tano over Starkiller's plot lines. You would, really? I would love to see your face. You wouldn't get to, because I would turn off the television and walk away. I would I would absolutely <laughs> love to see your face when that happens. Because I truly believe oh, that's what Disney's going for. I hope it's not, because Ahsoka had nothing to do with the Rebellion. Yeah, but if you copy-paste the skin suit right over the top of Starkiller's storyline... See, I am... <clears throat> there is an Ahsoka series coming out, too. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that. Eventually. I will say I'm hesitantly excited for that, not for Ahsoka, but because of Thrawn. Uh, I'm actually a little bit more excited on the Ahsoka front because once she... Why? Her story is boring after she leaves the Republic. As far as we know now... Well, from what we saw in The Mandalorian and in The Book of Boba, she's boring AF. Yes. So this is where I'm a little bit... Even in the Rebels series, she's Jaded boring. isn't the right word. Um, so, this is where I stand on this. I did not like the character when they dropped her into the animated series. But I liked the character arc. Okay. The story. Yeah. She had an exciting story. I didn't necessarily like her as a character. After... Anakin falls to the dark side and becomes Darth Vader. I liked her character. I lost touch with her interesting story. And I think if you did it <laughs> right, you could bring a good character, the the more adult Ahsoka, um, the grown-up Ahsoka, and yeah, give her an interesting her story. I, I just think it could be interesting. However, I agree Starkiller is a much better option for the the forging of a rebellion. Well, that's because he's the one who forged it. Well, his story was written entirely around that. I mean, he was a character created to create the rebellion. And so, as a character arcs, as character development, as character flaws go, he was designed to be the picture-perfect outcome. Redemption arc. Yes. His redemption arc, as well as all of his character arc, as his... well as his background, it was all designed to make him be perfect for creating the Rebellion. I almost like his redemption arc better than Anakin or in Luke's. Both of them. Uh, I like it better than Anakin's. I... As far as character arcs go, I'm actually really impressed with the character arc of Anakin falling. From that the light I'm not talking to the about. Dark. I'm not. I'm not talking light to dark. I'm talking <laughs> dark to re- light. I'm talking redemption. Dark to light. I dislike that more. Um, Luke's. I. You're gonna have to. What redemption arc? I guess not. Well, if you want to talk, are you talking like Legends? episodes seven, eight? 
Yeah, his original redemption arc oh, from the books of um, him turning. I'm sorry, we only talk about real Star Wars on this podcast. I am. <laughs> I'm talking about the books, the original Thrawn series books from the '90s, of Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine. George, oh, I definitely George, like that better. George Lucas's vision of him when he in Episode Eight when he turns to the dark side. I definitely like that better. And Mara Jade turns him back to the light to fight the Eugene. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Well, just well, it was more Luke realized. Well, if I'm going to fight the Yuzhang Vong, he 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 realized himself. I'm a more powerful light side user than dark side, which is total crap. No, it wasn't. Luke was the Force allowed Luke to do way more things as a Jedi than as a Sith. Yes, but Luke just sheer power wise, dark side Luke could have force stormed a planet into asteroids and just hurled them at the Yuzhang Vong, like. No problem. Alderaan 2.0. Alderaan, but directed. I mean, think about it. It's like a cannon the size of of a planet shooting grape shot. So, I think, I guess the reason I'm more excited for Thrawn in the Ahsoka series is because Thrawn is a really, really obscure character i'm nervous about number one he's a chiss i'm i'm super stoked to see how they do a chiss in movie form i'm nervous about them ever touching mm-hmm. thrawn because thrawn is an incredibly difficult character to get right no more than star killer or boba fett oh absolutely no more no way why because he's cunning and secret no, because he's superhuman smart. Okay. Incredibly observant. And he's a so is typi- Palpatine. He, well, to a degree that makes Palpatine kind of look like a poser. Dude, for, for 30 years, Palpatine fooled an entire galaxy. Kind of. He and you can't blame the dark side well because it didn't matter what planet he was on. He was able to masquerade himself around. I, mean, I, I get ridiculous. that. I get that. But I see your point with Thrawn, though. Thrawn, you're talking about, I want to say a man, but a chiss. <laughs> who he's would, a male chiss, you misogynist. Yeah, I said that, chiss. <laughs> he's, he's a better chiss. Because you have the greater and lesser chiss, the males and the females. Is that what you're going after? <laughs> like, how do you want me to go on this? Like, I, I, can, I can keep going, no problem. Um, but we have, Thrawn is a, a male chiss. Uh, with he, him pronouns. <laughs> he, him, his. <laughs> Get it right. Beep, boop, bop, whatever. Um, <laughs> you love got, you, Cara Dune. <laughs> right? You have a male chess who is hyper-intelligent. Now, to put this in perspective, the way that... He's a military strategist. The too. way that Thrawn <laughs> would learn about a culture is by collecting its art. And studying its art because he could collect so much information, not necessarily details. He couldn't tell you where their capital's at. Or he couldn't tell you where their, you know, what Well, they he's wore. not a topographer, but he could definitely have access to those files. But he would collect the art because there's something in art that when you look at it with the correct lens, you can kind of see the undertones of a society's development. You can see their... Whether hidden, they're hidden bitter, meanings. whether they're yes, you can see you can see the subconscious of the race. But that's Chiss, and all Chiss had that ability. Yes, and that's why I said that's why that's I specifically why they, said I didn't want him to touch the Chiss. No, I know, but the Chiss, even way back in extended universe, you know, they were used by the Empire as spies and as delegates because they were able to be. Their just intelligence level is, I mean. Aside from a force user, the their Chiss, intelligence is way beyond their capabilities. The Chiss's baseline is ridiculously intelligent. Their average is like top tier for any other race. Yeah. And Thrawn is the smartest among them. Well, because there's almost no Chiss left. Well, granted. <laughs> but my point is, when you're writing a character like that, it has to be done in a very careful way. Because in a lot of characters, you like to see emotion. Yeah. From a chiss, you won't get that. Right. You're going to get something very methodical, something very... 
just robotic. Imagine seeing Darth Vader's face face all the time. Yeah. Just no. Exp- obviously, he's wearing a mask, but for all intents and purposes, I'm just saying no expression. But you have to then turn him into kind of a hero fig- figure. Because while he's villainous and he's bad, he's utilitarian. But that doesn't necessarily put him on the aspect of a hero. No, no, no. A no, paragon, no. yes, but not a hero. You need to you need to balance that because he's an anti-hero. Who's the bad guy? In what? Who's the big bad in Star Wars? Which era? Palpatine. There's a thousand. Well, the era that Thrawn would be in. Okay, yeah, Palpatine. Okay. Or Vader. So you already have your big, big bad. You don't need another big bad. To make an interesting Thrawn... But he's going to be need... the antagonist of the show, which will make him the big bad. Right, but Thrawn didn't join the Empire because he thought the Empire was correct or good. He joined the Empire because it was pragmatic. He joined the Empire because he saw potential for his own gain. Right. Not. And so you kind of have to balance on a... On a, no, on a on the head of a needle of yes he's bad no he's not evil yes he can be good but no he is not good he's like the venom of this universe it is a very very strange thing to write Mm -hmm. and i am very worried that we have seen disney's pension for and media in general's pension for giving quest for glory a lot of writing to idiots i i think it's more the potential because like i said i i I relate him to a lot to venom yeah and how venom yeah he's the anti-hero to spider-man but in his own world at least in the comics and in the movies we got he does his own thing he's an anti-hero but he's not a villain he is a villain when he's fighting Spider-Man. He's the villain, but, but he is not his, a villain. On his own, he is not a villain. It is just a weird thing, and I don't trust any of Disney's writers to write it properly. What? There's a couple of writers. Like, like, like Again, the Rogue One writers, amazing job. That's why I'm excited to see Andor. Uh, I have my reservations. Average, I have way my, above average, not amazing. Yeah, but I have my reservations, naturally. Now... I'm excited to see, and and we bird walked off onto another new TV show potential. I'm excited to see the interaction between Saul Guerrera and Cass, uh, Cassian Andor. Because it's a younger Saul Guerrero before he would have gone totally mental. Before he got his legs blown off, you mean? Uh, Before (laughs) he got his legs blown off and a few screws blown loose. Yeah, that's true, too. Now, he was always an extremist. Well, yeah, he was... But... He was on the cusp of... He was much more tempered, theoretically, at this age. And so it will be interesting to see the likes of Cassian Andor and Saul Guerrero and... Mon Mothma and Gar. Gar and hopefully Bail Organa. Hopefully Bail Organa. Hopefully, it would be very interesting to see these characters. Because I know I know Bail's in the Obi Wan series, but it would be very interesting to see these characters interact, and it would be very interesting to see them. It would be very interesting to see Bail Organa. Gar and Mon Mothma come into contact with Saul Guerrero and the guerrilla warfare leaders. The the guerrilla warfare leaders, the 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 minor resistance leaders, the set the the resistance cell leaders. Because in I would think that is going to be the biggest hurdle to overcome in the founding of the rebellion because you have people like Mon Mothma and Gail Organa. Who principled. Yes. Very, very upright. But they've also been in the political political game and, and for a long time. They were they were in it 20, 30 years ago before the Empire was formed. Right. But they're very principled and they're very upright. Saul Guerrero is very much not. And it will be yeah. interesting to see how they come into a contact with each other because that 
being that at this point, I would assume they don't really have a military standing military force behind them. That's more guerrilla. And so <clears throat> Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and Gar coming out and trying to get in touch with the actual foot soldiers and finding Saul Guerrera could put a huge spanner into the works. Like, it would be, it's going to take some convincing that those, those forces team up. And so that could be a very interesting subplot in the show. As long as it's not first two episodes, oh, they're together. It's got to be... It's going to have to be a subplot. It's got to be, yeah. Somewhere between episodes three and six. But behind the scenes. Yes. Don't come out right away and then have them start talking, forming a rebellion. No. Ease us into it. Right. Uh, And then you you have the question of... Again, who puts who into contact? Because this makes it look like Bail Organa and Mon Mothma kind of come into contact with each other, or the, the, the political factions that found the Empire, or the, the Rebellion, come into contact organically. Whereas we have seen, in Disney alone, Ahsoka Tano, Tano being a big part in bringing them together. Um, we saw Starkiller being a big part of bringing them together. We've seen... Ahsoka didn't really bring those two people together, though. Well, no, but we saw... She may have introduced some of the leaders, but... We've, the... seen, we've seen different versions, desperate versions, disparate versions, sorry. Uh, we've seen disparate versions of how those events came to be. And so this show is going to have to tie all of those neat, those those scraggly little ends into a neat bow, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to kind of see how Obi Wan had a part of it, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka had a part of it, and Starkiller had a part of it, and Cassian Andor had a part of it, and that is a lot of plot points Leia. to tie in. Uh, We're forgetting not a big at this picture. Point. Not at this point. Well. At this point, Leia would be like what seven, maybe. Uh, probably maybe five. I want to say she might. We don't know the exact timeline of this. She might even be two or three. Yeah, exactly. Like she may not even be walking yet. We don't know. It could be any time between the death of um, Padme and the death of the Emperor. Essentially, I mean. Obviously, it's going to be within that 20-year window of Padme giving birth and the twins being 20. Because that's roughly when Luke runs out. Uh, No, it could be as late as 12, 13 at the beginning of the show. No, not at this point. I would think in the first five years of Luke and Leia's life. Yeah, because this is showing early Empire Domination. The trailers are showing early, early Empire Domination. As they're spreading, yeah. And so I would think you have about a five-year window in the, in the lore where this show could potentially take place. Hmm. And I would say that's between a year after the end of episode three and five years into the future from that point. Yeah. And at that point, you're going to have... We don't know a whole lot about Obi-Wan in that time period. Mm-hmm. We know that he took Anakin to Tatooine. Luke. Or took Luke to Tatooine. Um, we don't know if he strictly stayed on Tatooine at that time. He, it, well... We um, don't know if he immediately went and got that job as a butcher. Yeah. We don't know exactly what went on. Uh, so that could be interesting. It's got to be convincing. It's going to have to be convincing, but that could be an interesting plot line. A lot of avenues are going to have to be convincing because we see Death Troopers. And we, Where's Krennic? Nah, that would be interesting. Right? Now, we know that Bail Organa does not visit Luke on Tatooine. No, he doesn't. Not until... Because Yoda, Luke, and Obi-Wan at the end of Episode 3 said that they were going to part ways and not talk until they have to. Well, but we also see that Bail Organa has held true to not wanting to contact Obi-Wan. Until Leia's taken. 
Yes. Which means they haven't seen each other since they parted ways after after episode three. But that tells me that Obi-Wan isn't even going to be in the Sandor series. That doesn't mean he won't be in it. just means he won't be prominent. I could see Disney pulling the, hey, look, it's Obi-Wan move. I, expect, I would more see that from Darth Vader. I expect Ahsoka Tano to play a fairly large role. I expect... I don't expect anyone that we know to play a role, and I'll tell you why. My opinion, of course. Because this is going to be solely... From what I've seen in both the trailers, no mention of Force users. Yes. At all. Now, yeah, they could pull that little surprise, but every other trailer we've seen of these other shows has Force users. Except for Mandalorian Season 2 when Luke comes back. But... It's going to be about the early formation of the Empire. We're not going to see any Force users probably halfway through the season, if at all. I think if they're talking about the creation of the Rebellion, I do believe Disney's going the route of Ahsoka Tano. And I really do believe that. I hope they go Starkiller. I really do. But They won't because he's EU. I already know it. I hope they do. But if they don't, I'm not saying she will even have lines. I'm not saying she's going to be in every episode. I'm, I'm saying she will have a big part to play in the creation of the Rebellion. Well, I can't hate Disney any less, so if it does happen, it'll just increase my hatred for them. Really? Because I can't hate them anymore. Are you you're Really? You're capped out? I'm capped out. Oh my gosh. I hate Disney. Keep it coming, Disney. I could hate you more all day. I can't. I'm done. I'm, I'm capped. <laughs> I only have so much hate in me, man. <laughs> it's only... In regards to Marvel and Star Wars, that I dis- have disdain for Disney. Everything else, they put Kathleen Kennedy in charge. That that capped me. <laughs> the Force is female. No, it is not. It is androgynous. It is a spirit being. Just no. It this does is... not have tits. I want to say something so bad, but I like. Uh, I it like does not have a penis. It does not have tits. I'm sorry. It is not female. It is not male. It never was. So many things. I... So many words. Fair enough. Um, well, if that's the case... <laughs> no. <laughs> Back to the topic at hand. So I'm excited about it because there's a lot of potential. Um, You've already mentioned you're nervous, but... I'm, I'm excited because I, there's a lot of potential for failure. And now, here's what, here's what kills me. No, no, no. This is an interesting take. Before you go on. Sure. I'm excited because there's a lot of potential for failure. Now that sounds entirely wrong. That sounds like a... Yeah. But why would a logical person be excited for the potential for failure? Uh, Any normal logical person would see it as the potential for fixing errors in the future. Because if there is a potential for failure, a grave potential for failure, and they do a good job, that almost has to be intentional. And if it is intentional, and they explicitly avoid those pitfalls, and don't do dumb shit, it means that the future of Star Wars is that much stronger. I see it as, at least from logistical analysis, a grave potential for failure in my mind breeds hope for fixing it in the future. I hope they don't have to fix it in the future. Well, they I will. Hope, I hope that this proves that they are fixing the past. That they are... They, this is on that alternate timeline. Yeah. So, well, I can't say for sure, but Mandalorian, Book of Boba, and Obi-Wan have taken that step away from the Disney line. I am hoping that this is the final proof... That Disney learned their lessons from the, the the sequel trilogy. See, I have to disagree because I feel like they're going to keep doing all of this stuff, giving us all the things we want. Then once they feel the fans are content, then they're going to strip it all away and go back to their bullshit again. I hope. I hope not. I hope they learned. And hey, losing a quarter of a billion dollars is a good way to learn. Yeah, because after those, everyone canceled their subscriptions to Disney Plus, and they were like, woo! 
What's happening? Now that oh, I worries don't know. me. That worries me because that means they're just going to start copy and paste cutting out Star Wars stuff to get people to keep their Disney subscription. On one side, that yeah, but means... you don't. If you really don't think fans are dumb enough to figure that out, but at um, you have a lot of faith in people. I want you to think. about... I have faith in true Star Wars fans because we are the think, ones who've been disappointed. I want you to think about how intelligent the average person you meet on a day-to-day is. It's not about is. the intelligence no, 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 of the no, no, average no. person. Think about how intelligent the average person that you meet is, Cameron. Okay? You got a picture in your mind there? Do, do I have to relate them to my intelligence? That or? means 50% of the world is dumber than them. Okay, but I'm speaking more in terms of... I'm speaking more in terms of the true original fans, like you, me, my siblings, all of our group of friends. You're in a bubble of intelligence, my friend. And I keep it that way because I like talking to the intellectual type of people. So, in continuing that aspect, I stick to those people because they are the ones who gave the finger to Disney, and they canceled for the right reasons. Only now, after hearing the good news and all the fortuitous events of Star Wars that have happened in the last two, three years... Did they come back? Now, they were smart enough to see it happening after episode 9. I have a lot of friends and family who still haven't even seen episode 9 because they didn't want to waste their money or their time. Which it was. My older brother made it, not kid you not, halfway through it, and he stopped watching it. He said, I couldn't finish it, and I'm not going to. I almost walked out of the theater during that. Uh, okay, but my point, my point remains, we are the ones who set the tone for Disney. Now, now people don't see it that way, because we're maybe ten percent of the fan base. Right. The other probably sixty percent is the older fans, like my father's generation, and then there's the thirty percent of the people who are kind of wishy-washy. Right. Right. So just take that in. What is that? That was, yeah, about a hundred percent. So, that being said. We set the tone in that when we tell Disney, you know what, we're canceling your crap, you guys suck, we're not buying anything else from you, no figurines, no books, no comics, no video games, none of that crap. And Disney saw that, and they're like, ah, it's just 10% of the fans. And then when that other 60% came in and did it, then they're like, oh crap. Because we're that 10% that sets the tone on Reddit, on 4chan, on, on Forbes, on all garbage, those websites. Garbage, 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 Okay, but I'm just saying that we're the ones who set the tone. We set the atmosphere for people. Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely true. There's a lot of people who wouldn't totally walk away if it wasn't for the vocal minority. However... And we're the ones with the intelligence when it comes to Star Wars. We've read the books, played the games, and all of that. Some of us. <laughs> Some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can I have my comics back that you're not going to read? I'm going to read them. <laughs> I am halfway through. You can have the ones I'm done with. Okay. Um, I, I definitely see that, but my concern really boils down to if they succeed and there is this much potential for failure, that is a huge bonus. Is the potential for failure in your mind bigger or smaller than the potential for success? That is an interesting question, and I'm going to totally not answer it. Because you're a glass half full kind of guy. I'm, I'm totally not going to answer it. It's not a glass half full or a glass half empty. No, I'm saying you are that. There person. is a lot of potential in the show. Is it good or... You already explained it's good or bad. It's but does what one they, outweigh the other? No, because it's all potential at this point. If you're holding a rock... In your hand, you can either throw it up or throw it down. Your analogies suck. You can either throw it up or drop it. (laughs) Okay. How much kinetic energy is in that rock? In your hand? Uh, No, no kinetic energy. It's not moving. It's potential (laughs) energy. (laughs) Is it already moving? There's no kinetic energy if you're not moving it, Cameron. It's potential. It becomes kinetic energy when it makes contact with something. Bingo. Once it starts to move. So once the TV show is released... That's why I asked, is it already in the air or is it falling from the air? No, you're holding it. I said that. But you also said if you drop it or throw it up. Right, right. No matter what you do, as long as you're holding that stone, 
it's all potential. It's only potential. It can't be whether it is whether it goes up or down. We can't know until you turn that potential energy into kinetic energy. But so my question still stands to you, though. I know you said you're not going to answer it, but if you can't answer it, you don't because you you know how I feel about the word can't. I won't. There you go. I won't answer it because I can't. You can. <laughs> you just don't want to answer it. I, no, I really don't think I can. <clears throat> because without seeing more... Now, there's a lot of things in the teaser trailers and the trailer that showed me hope. Unfortunately, I've been tricked with that before by Disney. They're really good at making trailers. But look at the trailers from Boba, Obi-Wan, and Mandalorian. Yeah, and they the have TV a lot shows. of potential. Not the movies. The movie trailers were, yeah, oohs and ahs and wows. But the TV shows, those trailers are like, holy crap. And then having had it come to fruition, in my opinion. Based on who I've seen is going to be doing the writing, directing, and producing, I think there's a higher probability of being good. Hmm. However... I, I can't know till I watch it. I, uh, obviously, neither of us have the set-in-stone answer, but this is just banter. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm curious, because in my opinion, I see the potential exceeding its limits. Bloody optimist. I am an optimist. I'd rather be an optimist than a pessimist. I'm a realist. You're a pessimistic realist is what you are. You're a glass half full... You think I'm a glass it's half It's circumstantial empty. for me. You know this. I've known you for I'm, ten years. I'm a glasses entirely full. Just ask what you are full of. You're a my glasses turned over with the water still inside. Is it technically <laughs> half full or <laughs> half empty? That's you. Schrodinger's glass. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're not getting into that. It's half full right now, but it's going to be empty <sighs> when I pick it up. <laughs> I can't. I'm a realist, and I'm a con- I'm a contrarian. I really am. And simply put, I'm a I, realist too. But it's it's where your it's where your faith lies. It's where you want to put your potential. Disney has not impressed me much in the last decade. And but are you more impressed with what they've tried to do, or less impressed with what they could have done? Well, I couldn't be less impressed than when they came out with the original trilogy. So it's obviously more. But it's all that they've given us. Yeah. And unless um, you and I get a job at Disney and have the right, well. No, thank you. Two middle-aged white males, probably not going to happen. No, but. thank you. I'm not going, I'm, I am not going through all those trainings and classes and no way. No. <laughs> no. I am not going through diversity training. I'm sorry. I don't uh, care. Well, I just think, I personally feel like the potential is going to exceed the negative connotations that are coming with these series because I've seen nothing but more positivity from the shows already been released and the possibility of having all of these different aspects like we talked about in one of other episodes and or right now is is so you have Mandalorian set the bar Boba Fett moved the bar Obi-Wan moved the bar and or to me is looking like moving the bar again and they're almost back up to the bare minimum standard of Star Wars. And I'm excited about them yeah. getting back to the Star Wars standard. But you, They're still below the standard. But you have to take two steps back before you can take a step forward. You don't have to. Just step forward. But that's the path that they've chosen. With the sequel trilogy, it was, well, we took about 80,000 steps backwards. No, they and now jumped we off take... of a cliff and are clawing <laughs> their ways back up. I no, mean... they went light speed in the middle of nowhere and shredded some ships apart. That's... <laughs> Well, that's all, folks. Have a good night. I got him back. I got you back. There is a lot of potential, and I hope they do a good job with it. However, if they fail, I will know that they had all of this potential, and it's not worth following Disney anymore. And they just dropped the rock instead of throwing it. Right, right, right. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. It's just potential. I can't. I can't decide whether it's good or bad or better because it doesn't. It, there is no. Okay, but there's a thesis behind it. You have to have some kind of a thesis behind it. 
Well, I can basically guarantee you I could write a better storyline with my eyes closed. Well, I'm sure most competent Star Wars fans could. Now, I would like to be pleasantly surprised. The competent ones that aren't Raylo fans. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Did kind of feel like High School Musical at the end of Episode Nine. Never saw that movie. Oh, I'm just guessing. Okay, yeah. Like, like, oh, I'll save you. I, I really did expect, I really, really did expect that cheesy, like, I'll save you, you save me, I'll save you, you save me, and it'd be like... Oh, we both know Force Heal with no reason at all. Right? Yay. Oh, I'll just Force Heal you, and then you can Force Heal me, and then I'll Force Heal you, and it's like, that is what I expected. I expected it to be like a teenager. No, you hang up first. Like that was the quality of writing I was expecting from that episode. That's pretty much the quality you got. Too. It, oh, it was. Wow. Strike me down and, and and oh oh you killed me. You did exactly what I said you should do, and yet the thing that I said that would come to pass didn't come to. Why did you include that line of dialogue if it was BS? Because it was just filler log. That's all it was. I know. So, I'm excited about it. I would love to see it come to fruition that that Andor is a wonderful show that makes no mistakes. I just don't believe it. Well, you can't believe it until you've actually seen the series. I, mean, I won't believe it until I, like I won't even believe it after I see the series. You can't believe Obi Wan's good because you haven't seen the series yet. Obi Wan <laughs> is decent so far. It gets better. That's all I'm gonna say. It better. It will. Because right now it's kind of underwhelming. It's not bad. The chasing Leia crap, I... It was a really good show, but that whole chasing Leia thing, like Leia's been taken, I just can't. Uh, you know, I'm glad they brought Bail Organa into it a little bit. And they it can gave... bring Bail into it, but what, what, is, what does Leia have to do with anything? Obi-Wan didn't even know who she was. I mean, he did know who she was, but I'm saying... You gotta remember that to him, Anakin was a brother and a son. So in a way, this is... Leia would be... To his emotions, Leia would be a granddaughter or a niece. And what would you do for your your niece or your granddaughter? It's not, it's not the same thing. He's sworn to protect Luke. I just... What would you do in that situation, Cameron? I, well, I would do the same thing that he did. Except I'd be better at it. Um, well, if I had the if I had the, uh, the tools. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would not have been able to do what Obi-Wan did. I would not have been able to set my lightsaber down and not touch it for a decade. Oh, trust me. Oh, I'd have been out in the desert playing with it. Like, just, just practicing. <laughs> I'd have been out there just I couldn't I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> if that's his entire life for what, thirty five years and, and what, he just stops? Yeah, no. That's, that's what kills me though. I I don't know. I mean it gets better, that's all I'm gonna say. I just hope you finish it soon before Andor comes out. Cause I've got people asking me why we haven't talked about Obi Wan yet. It's because Philip is garbage. Well, the, besides the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's because Philip is trying to do too much with not enough time. And, yeah, that's about it. That's that's about it. All I'm hearing is you just don't want to make time. Oh, I would love to make time. That would be a really cool superpower. Hmm. However, as I have not dipped myself into nuclear waste, I do not have said superpower. Well, you mentioned drinking it earlier. <laughs> Should we start there? We can try. <laughs> we'll pick two random spots and you drink from next to the Phil, chamber. I don't feel like superpowers do you. <laughs> Adam West. <laughs> yep. So... Uh. I will say, what I will say is, I'm excited. It looks like a wonderful show. I've seen Disney screw up easier things. For instance, they had wonderful, wonderful, wonderful animated Disney princess stories, and they screwed up by thinking they could turn them into live action and pump more money out of them. I've never seen a single 
live action of those princess movies. I have. I saw Maleficent, and that was actually pretty decent. I want to see that. But I wouldn't necessarily consider that one of the princess movies. It was nothing reminiscent of... Um, The other thing is, I saw Disney take Marvel, which was Captain America, which, I mean... It's Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. Um, And we have Iron Man, who is like Captain America, but cool. Um, Like, suave. Yeah, Captain America's cooler than Iron Man. He is, but like... Tony Stark has more has more swaggy swag. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Hulk, and you've got Thor, Thor, and you've yeah. got Loki, and then phase this phase that they're going into has a bunch of whiners. Yeah, they're a bunch of bitches. I mean, She Hulk talks about how she can what control her anger as she just like thirty seconds ago tried to rip somebody's face off. Like, it's not really controlling your anger now, is it? Haven't seen it, won't see it. Oh. Just like the Rings of Power, haven't seen it, won't see it. I'm so broken hearted <laughs> on that. No, you're not. It's a waste of life. I want to see it. It's Lord of the Rings. No, I said that about episode nine, and then look what I happened. know, it's not really Lord of the Rings, but... It's, not, it's nothing even close. Back to Rivendell. If they get nothing else right, Elven Cities. They didn't. They didn't even get the ships right. Elven cities. I'm sure it is trash. I have no doubt that it's trash. <laughs> like, like I don't doubt that at all. But it's it's Lord of the Rings. It's Middle Earth. I'm still keeping the likes to dislikes um, ratio in mind, and the dislikes still outweigh the likes by half. <laughs> and it's in the thousands, like tens of thousands now. I trust Rotten Tomatoes. Probably hundreds of thousands, if I'm honest. I trust Rotten Tomatoes to tell the truth. Um, because, quite simply, if the critics say it's terrible and the people say it's good, it's amazing. Shit, let's and look it if the critics say it's amazing and the people say it's terrible, it's another woke crap. Let's actually look that up. Rings of Power. Oh, God. This is terrifying. Because I really would love to see it. Rings of Power, here it is. Average audience score, 37%. <laughs> oh, this follows the trend entirely. <gasps> yep. Uh, average, what does that say? Average. The tomato meter is at 84%, but that's the critics. The 84% tomato meter, which is the critic rating, which, I mean, kind of like. Of kind of like Lady Ghostbusters and a lot of others. Yep. If the critics think it's good, and the people think it's terrible, the critics are always wrong. If the critics think it's terrible, like they did with The Joker, it's a good movie. Well, 37% average audience score. That is not as low as I've seen it before. Um, that's low to me. That's low. That, that's really low. But that is not as low as I've seen. So that probably means it's not entirely overt. I mean, there is a Balrog in there, but the SJW crap, I just don't even... I can't. It's, it, it's, it's, it's Lord of the Rings. It's not... Why, why does there have to be political correctness with Tolkien's work? First of all, why does the left care about Tolkien's work? Because anything they can dismantle and disorient, they will. It's not even about left versus right. It's about the progression. If Tolkien was alive today, the left would be calling him a fascist. They even though are. he fought even though he fought the Germans. Not the not the fascist Germans, but I mean like <laughs> Hey, careful now. I'm fifty percent German. I know, I'm aware. I grew up speaking that stuff for crying. How's their energy going right now? They've made a really great decision to side with Russia and then not. Yeah. Well, I remember them doing that way back in the day, too. <laughs> and look what happened. <laughs> so. History repeats itself. I, I just don't understand why they keep taking beautiful things and ruining them. Because they have nothing better to do? 
Instead of coming up with new concepts, they want to destroy old concepts uh, because it's in the name of equality. I would say it's something a bit more devious than that. I would say that Hollywood and Disney specifically, but there's a lot of guilty parties, uh, they have gotten to the point of corporatized that you need very organized people to run a corporate structure because that's how you make things more efficient. Equality is a myth to protect the weak. Hold on. So trying to do all of this equality measures and all of this Star Wars and Lord of the Rings stuff. Equality of outcome. Um, Versus equality of life. Equality. Equality. Equality of opportunity. There you go. There's two different things. That is equality. Equality of outcome and equality of opportunity are two different things. It's the outcome that we're talking about. So you have Disney that needs non-creatives, people who are more ordered, more organized, more... Uh, less creative and more organized, more fact-based, structured, Mm -hmm. in order to run a corporate structure. And so I think Disney and media in general Mm -hmm. has gotten to the point where they're so organized that there's no one left in those industries who's truly creative. And so it's not that they have a desire to ruin things. It's that they can't think of anything new on their own. It's because they're thriving off of the equality of outcome. They can't think of anything new on their own because they're not creatives. And so they're taking old things like Ghostbusters. That's literally what I just said is that they, they can't find new things so they're destroying the old. I said that like two minutes ago. I don't think they're doing it intentionally. Yeah, absolutely they are. It's the equality of outcome they want. I don't think they're doing it intentionally. I think it's entirely they don't, I think they it's don't a mistake. Need... It, it, it is, I think it is it's not, a byproduct. You think of, it's unintentional? I think it's a byproduct of Disney having so much money that they corporatize the entire system and are collecting everything into a monopoly. I think it's the destruction of monopoly. I think it is the destruction caused by a monopoly. I was going to say they've already been a monopoly. Right, but they have so much properties because they have a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. They have a ridiculous amount of money because a while ago they went from hiring creatives to hiring people that optimize. You optimize Disney, which was created by a creative. The creative created. Yeah. The optimizers optimized. Now they have so much money they don't know what to do with it but bury it in new properties. Unfortunately, everybody's an optimizer at Disney. So what do they do? They take old things and try to make them new. However... Those people who are trying to make the old things new again because they're not creative, because they're not creative, are just inserting modern politics. Equality of outcome. It is It's not equality of opportunity because they don't need the opportunity. I think it's outcome. They're changing the outcomes to fit their bill. I think it's inadvertent equality of outcome at best. I don't think it is, and I'll explain why. (laughs) I think it's. I think they just suck. They do, but hold on. You mentioned Monopoly. They never used to. They never used to. But you mentioned a Monopoly. Take the game Monopoly, for instance. That one player who ends up building an empire because they played the Monopoly right. Me. Every time. (sighs) Philip. So, they have their board set up to where it doesn't matter where you land with your piece. You're going to end up landing on something they own or have shares in. They're just raking in the money... And if it's one of the small squares, they don't care. They're like, oh, yeah, just $200 every time you land on my stuff, whatever. Right. It's the same thing that's happening. They have gotten so big and so vast that the people up top, they don't give a crap. They're just like, oh, yeah, just hire whoever you want to do Star Wars. Hire whoever you want to. Like, we don't care. We're still making money. Right. That's the equality of outcome. Their outcome is the means of making money and not caring. They don't need the opportunity anymore because they've already hired people. They already have... The organizers, they already have the idealists that they need. Now it's the outcome of money, money, money. They don't care anymore. And that's the sad part because they used to care. When my wife and I went to Disneyland two months ago, ama- I loved it. It was it was super fun. Now you enjoyed the skin suit, huh? To a degree. Everything Disney owns is a skin suit. It doesn't. Okay, but. but It'll I'm die soon. You, you enjoy have... it now while it's good. Before they destroy it. Okay, but you have to take it for what it is. Take it with a grain of salt. I know. So that's what I mean. Like, we enjoyed the experience. We had a good time. Everything they had to offer was amazing. 
Now, if you really want to go there and look past all that, and, oh, Disney, and you're kicking rocks and kicking the can down the road, then you're just ruining the experience for yourself. Oh, absolutely. I was able to put selfishness aside of my disdain for Disney. Well, that's why I don't go. Star Wars. Right. Because I really wanted to go. Right. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But the fact remains, I don't think it's an accident on their end. It's intentional. I think it's accidental from the management level. Like, take Kathleen Kennedy, for instance. I don't think she wanted to make Star Wars suck. I think she wanted to get a political message across. But look at what happened now. Things are changing. And because of that, she allowed things be made by people who agreed with her, which made it suck. And so it is kind of inadvertent. Now, at some level, there's somebody saying it is more important to push my politics or to push my vision than to create a good story. That person is intentional. But as a whole, I don't so think So Kathleen Disney, Kennedy was intentional in that aspect. I, I think she intention. I think her intention was to push a certain narrative. I don't think she intended to ruin Star Wars. I think she thought she was making it better. I think she believes in that cult ideology. Yeah, so did the brown shirts in World War II. Yeah, so did the... What was the... What Antifa? Was, what was the uh, the cult back in the 80s that everybody ended up killing themselves? Oh, the Kool-Aid? Yeah, no, the Kool-Aid cult. I thought that was the 70s. 70s, somewhere in there. They all believed it, too. So, it can be a mistake, and it can be not what they intended... And still, I think it was intentional by design on her end. I don't think she intended to kill Star Wars. I think she did. I think she thought she was going to make it better. So you just sound like you're defending Captain Kennedy. She was absolutely wrong. (laughs) Okay. Well, I see potential in good ways. But I do also, I, I agree with you. There are reservations that... I have because of their track record. I'm actually more excited for the potential of this one than any of the others. Because it is something truly new. So there's more potential. truly new as well. Uh, to a degree. But that was more of a Western, I guess. But that was, that was just trying to pull it back. Yeah. This one has more potential for both failure and success. And I'm excited. Well, only time will tell, but... That's about all we got for you folks. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, highviscummyvillains at gmail.com. Hit us up at our email. If any of our listeners have a brother or a dad or an uncle, you guys, anybody you think would like the podcast, let them know about it. Yeah, you know, and I'm working on the framework right now for Instagram. He keeps saying that. No, this is actually the first time I've mentioned I'm actually working on the framework. Before it's all been ideas. Oh, he's actually working? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, but Discord's still up and running. Um, but until then, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Catch you later. Catch you later.